You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. November is over. <laughs> and that's it's, like two, it's got a few more hours left. Well, don't that's, rush yeah, it. that's just, just two shows. My favorite month, so don't rush it. Oh, it is. Well, it's because savor the last few minutes. That's fair enough. I'll I'll let you I'll let you live in the joy of of November. And I mean, I love it. I love fall. Fall is my favorite season. Yeah, it's totally. And, and you know, I'm sorry, but fall in Texas pales in comparison to fall in Lansing, Michigan. Of course, here it's already winter by now. Right, because I would assume if you, for all the people that live up north, you know, it's it, like Texas here, everything is uh, just gearing towards summer. It's, it's like, okay, winter was one day. Now let's start heading. It starts warming up for summer, and I would assume it's the reverse north a little bit. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, there's still a few leaves dangling from the trees, and they are beautiful colors. But for the most part, we look like winter up here. <laughs> well, hey, welcome to Sexy Corey, Marriage Radio. I, Hold on, I got to introduce everybody to the show. Just oh, okay, case. all right. We got We got. This isn't just you and I sitting around talking, <laughs> talking weather. This is Sexy Marriage Radio. Cup of coffee, right? Let's catch up, Corey. This is, this is Sexy Marriage Radio, where we're having honest conversations about married life and love and sex and all the different issues that can arise in that, and all the different successes we can have. And so. One of the things we love doing is hearing from our listeners, and they send us emails at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We read every single one of those. Some of them become episodes and help us kind of know where we're going to steer some of the shows we do based on the topics that are presented. But then we also want to let you know about the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway, that enrollment starts tomorrow for everybody that's not a Bed Buddy member. Mm -hmm. Limited spots. And then coming in January will be the Sexy Marriage Radio Academy. Uh, mm-hmm. That will start. I'm so excited about. You'll, you'll start seeing some information on how you can maybe even get in early. Ooh, Ooh how about tiddly. that? Yes, that's called what <laughs> showmanship and teasing. That, that's, that's a, it's a backstage pass. There you go. <laughs> All right. So it's it's very very interesting because we've we got a couple emails. Uh, one in particular said, "Thank you for not being political because of the whole world we live in in the states." Because uh, everywhere you turn this month and all the months leading up to it has been a political yes. frenzy. Yes. It, it's been overwhelming for everybody. It, it is. Regardless of your views, yep. it's been a media circus yep. unlike any we've ever seen in history. Yeah, and it, I don't know that we'll ever see another, I mean, I hope not. I, I hope that we will never see such a polarized Yeah election right. ever again because the polarization of it isn't just for the country it also happened in families it also happens in marriages it happens in friendships to where quite frankly we don't allow other people to disagree i mean that's kind of what it's boiled down to is i'm offended that you believe whatever that might be that's what grieves me is when you get together you know we have the holidays coming up that one political comment can set the whole experience right. on its ear and pit two people who love each other dearly head to head. Right. And I, what I was hoping that we could explore today, Corey, is what do you do when that polarization exists within your own marriage? Yeah. When a husband and wife have completely different views. And, and I have to just go on the record as saying two things. Number one, 
our goal with this show is that we could end it without you even knowing what our political views are personally, because that's totally beside the point. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't, that's not part of the conversation. We are not like Bruce Springsteen and Kanye West and people who use their platform to shove their political views yeah. down other people's throats. Right. It doesn't matter what our political views are. We're all about helping marriages right. navigate through all of the challenges, and this can certainly be one of them when you're on two different pages. Yeah, that's my political part, view. Okay. My political view is I want marriage is thriving. Yes. That's it. Yes. <laughs> That's- because I think that marriage and family is more of a bedrock of society yep. than even politics. Yep. I know that even that is a debatable comment, yep. but this is, this is our wheelhouse. We're going to leave the politics yep. to the politicians, but, but we do vote and we do care about, yeah, the, the trajectory of the country, but we're more concerned right now with your marriage and what's going on in your home. If especially if there's polarization, but the other thing I wanted to say, Corey, is I am so, so grateful for JW and Wanda Etheridge, my in-laws, because one of the, I'll just refrain from saying which is which, but one of them has always been a diehard Democrat Mm -hmm. and the other one has always been a diehard Republican Mm -hmm. and they're in their eighties and they've been married almost 60 years and it just doesn't matter. They just know when to stop. Yep. You know, they, they, one of them receives time magazine. The other one watches CNN. One of them, you know, yeah tries to steal the remote for Fox News and the yeah. other one is always, you know, reading Huffington Post. And, you know, it just it goes <laughs> back and forth and back and forth. But they don't let it impact their relationship. Yeah. And it's interesting how there are various family members that align themselves with one or the other. But there has never, ever, ever been tension of, I can't believe you think that. But don't you realize yet yeah, da, 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 da. and it's it's just never been a situation where you felt as if you were trying to be, what's the word that I'm looking for? Not evangelized. That's, that's about spiritual stuff that you were trying to be. Uh, oh, that word's on the tip of my tongue. Proselytize is what comes now. to my mind. Yes. Proselytize. Yeah. Yes. Recruited yes. to the other camp or whatever. All right. So I, ha- I have to share a personal story though, that okay. uh, of how election day unfolded in my home. Ooh, do tell. Because I have a sixth grader and she is a precocious sixth grader she lives life out loud she's exceptionally smart and i love it because one of her dreams and this has been from years ago years ago she brought this up to us is she wants to be the first woman president and so when hillary became the nominee she kind of was a little antsy you know she was worried that she was gonna she's like "Uh uh-oh Come on. No, you know, but part of her being a sixth grade is I love it because the school and the teachers, especially in her uh, history and social studies, they did a whole lot on the election where they made the kids read about every every candidate and read about every vice president and read about their issues and try to make some informed decisions. And so my lovely daughter flip flopped all the way through based on whoever she was reading and kind of, oh, I like that. Oh, no, I like that. No, I like him. No, I like her. You know, and she was kind of back and forth. But as it started coming down, she kind of got on the Hillary bandwagon. And it's like, hey, mm-hmm. you go, girl. I don't, because one of the things we've been teaching to both of our kids is have an, a differing view. That does not threaten me. Be open. Right. Be open to other people and respectful. That's what matters because that's what makes you a family. You have a brain, use yep. it. We've taught you how to think for yourself. Now do it. That's exactly my yep. stance with so, my kids. So we're sitting around watching the, the election results. And, you know, obviously it went till two in the morning here, central time. And so they were in bed long before 
So my son gets up early because he, he, his school starts before my daughter's. And so he's out eating breakfast and I've got the results on cause I had fallen asleep too. And so he's like, Oh, okay. It looks like Trump's going to win. Okay. You know, and he's just kind of watching because secretly I think he was cool with that and whatever. I don't, I don't even know how he came to that conclusion because it's somebody one of his friends said or something. And so my daughter comes out and the first thing she says is who won. And at this point she had kind of in the Hillary camp. That's where she kind mm-hmm. of had landed. And so mm-hmm. Will tells her Trump did and her, her, her shoulders slouched, her head went down and I love it because my son, but Sydney. That means you can still be the first woman president. <laughs> There's the silver lining. And she raised her hands and did that twirl, and it totally Aww. changed everything. And it was just one she of those. She forgot. Yeah. She forgot that little tidbit. And it was just one of those that I love because to me, and while it's from the mouths of babes and it's from children, it's they support each other. You know, it's like, hey, I'm still behind you. I still want that for you. You know, and it's just, I think that's how we shift into how do we look at what do we do with things where we're at a polar opposites or what do we do mm-hmm. with things where we don't agree? Right. Can we agree to disagree and not let that bleed over into the fabric of the quality yeah. of our relationship? Because if you're talking uh, about political views or you're talking about some of these things, we're not talking about behaviors. We're talking about differences of opinion. Thoughts. Everybody yeah. has different thoughts on different things. You don't let the fact that one of you loves meatloaf and the other one hates meatloaf change the fact that you enjoy having dinner together you know, it, it, we, <laughs> depending we, we on what to... that dinner is <laughs> <laughs> yeah since moving up here to the north i find it very interesting um you know it's it's a much more mixed political climate than what you would find down in texas mm-hmm. and so there there seems to be a lot more intentionality behind not letting politics impact relationships okay um and I've heard this couple's these these two individuals' names who are a couple mentioned over and over and over again as kind of an example of how we can learn to coexist and mm-hmm. even really love each other even though we have different views. But James Carville and Mary Madeline mm-hmm. is, I guess, a married couple that has have polar opposite political yeah. views. Yeah. That that somehow this has been an asset for them. This has fueled a passion because opposites attract. Sure, they do. It really is true that just because we don't agree with someone doesn't mean that that can't fuel a kindred spirit. We do do. not have to all think alike or vote alike or, you know, or or believe in the same candidates or even the same causes. I know that even among the same political group that I've historically identified with, there's even differences of opinion within that political group on certain issues. Absolutely. And so we just can't let it impact the quality of our relationships with the people that we love. So let me ask you a question, Shannon, because one of the things we will hear a lot as therapists and coaches is I'm just not sure we're compatible. Mm. Right. Because in that, in that kind of an easy go-to move when things aren't, when they're too difficult or I'm looking for a way out. We're just so different. We're opposites day and night. We're just not compatible. So how do you define the word compatible when it comes to relationship dynamic? See, I think that compatibility is a choice. It's it's according to whether you think compatibility means that you think alike and like all the same things all the time, or if compatibility is we like different things and we create a balance in each other's lives, kind of the yin and the yang, you know? Yeah, that's 
That's close to where I'm going with this because to me, the definition of compatibility is the room you allow for differences. I like that. That's definition. how you make compat. That's how you decide if you're compatible or not is how much room do I allow for differences? Because to me, marriage is all about that. It's, it's helping us create compatibility. It's mm-hmm. helping us de- develop it in ourselves because in the beginning of the relationship, it's very, very easy. Because we're idealized and we're distorted. We only see what we want to see. The red flags are, are, you know, they're maybe yellow at best. And, but then as we go along, all of a sudden, those very things that drew us towards them will also drive us crazy. Mm. And yeah, so that's true. those are things where I have to learn, what am I putting my faith in? What am I putting my reliability in? Who am I, re- you know, who am I trusting in, if you will? And how much room am I allowing for my partner to be themselves without Mm -hmm. me trying to make them conform into the way I think they should be? Because that's the whole point of differences is we're going to have differences on everything. Uh, Yeah. Across the board. This this conversation reminds me of one of my shrink wrap group members that I have so much respect for um, was describing a couple that they were working with and that one of the, the husband wanted to be sensitive to the wife's political views, but they were very different. But her idea of you're being tolerant of my political views is let me watch Fox news for hours at a time into the wee hours of the night. Right. And he just felt as if I can only take so much of that. Right. And so, but I was the way that, that it was described is that his solution to the problem wasn't let me watch as many hours of CNN as you do of Fox news it was, can we just have a block of time each evening where we don't have the television on at all, where yeah. we can just talk yeah. or read or go for a walk or do something that focuses on us as a couple rather than what's happening in the world according to one person's perspective right. on a particular news outlet type right. of a thing. Right. So, yeah, not letting politics bleed so heavily into your personal life that your relationship now suffers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, because this is an interesting topic, because this, this isn't it just political. This this is just relational. This is Give us the aerial view here, this Corey. Is, this is familial. This is life-on-life life terms that mm-hmm. we will run into people all the time, every single day, that aren't going to see the same things we do, that aren't going to believe the same things we do. And how do we allow that to not diminish what we could create together? Because if, if you think about it, you, you run into somebody that has a different view. And in our conversation, what we're talking about in this episode is, okay, we're going political with it. But okay, we put it on restaurant <laughs> preference or, or ethnic or culture or race. Or music. Yeah, anything. Or television shows. Yeah. So how do you allow room for those differences to not push you apart, but actually help each of you stand your ground and be better and learn? Because this is what I believe it all is all about. The times where we are frustrated with each other are the times that I have the best opportunity to learn how to love. Yes. If your goal is to step into that person's shoes and try to see the issue that they're describing through their eyes, if you can do that, then there's every chance in the world of that conversation becoming a relationship builder rather than a relationship buster. But if your agenda is to convince that other person that they need to think like you, You've already shot yourself in the foot. Yeah, yeah. Because I because 
They're, they're going to dig in their heels and then they're going to resist you. Yeah. They're, they're not going to want to be even in close proximity with you, let alone intimate with you. Yeah. And, and that's the whole deal is it, I just think of life on life terms as it's helping me recognize that my relationships are not threats. Because lots of times I think we get into these situations where I feel like I'm, I'm being threatened. And it's not physically threatened. It's just, uh-oh, how do I voice an opinion that's different than what other people may believe or what other people may want or, or what this particular person wants in the situation? But what if I was to change that to see it as me being different is actually offering up more of myself to connect with? And at the same time, I get to connect with somebody else that's different than me. And maybe I'm, I, I, I adjust and I shift and I have a different depth because if we're not challenged by, and that's the thing I love about, you know, what, what's the phrase democracy is the worst form of government, except for all the other kinds (laughs) 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 that I heard a bunch on, you know, on the fallout of everything. But the, the beauty of being able to have debate of being able to have dissenting uh, uh, opinions and views. I mean, that's what our whole court system is based on. That's and, what our country was established right. on. But is I think freedom. if we can have that and we can truly have honest, respectful dialogue, don't we all become better? Because how many times have you had a conversation with your spouse and it's been on a topic? I mean, what comes to my mind with, in Pam and I's marriage is, is budget talk. Because that's one of those mm-hmm. things I've been so resistant to, and I'm married to a yeah. CPA. And, and that's there's usually tough. a saver and a spender, and there's usually somebody. Yeah, I, well, I get that. Yeah, I'm. I think of it in terms of I'm the dreamer, and she's the buzzkill. Um. <laughs> she's the one saying, "Show me the money. <laughs> Show me how we're going to pay for that." You know, yeah. and so it's one of those that uh, her standing her ground, her expressing her opinion, her talking about her wants challenges me to just be better because if i just lived as a dreamer i would be broke homeless and and credit cards <laughs> debt out the wazoo i was gonna be, i was gonna say you'd be living in that rv but you wouldn't be able to afford probably, that rv yeah. so well that rv would about. be would be something that was from 1965 you know, but, but it's just one of those that that's a challenge and it's not comfortable for those conversations that she and I have that, you know, some of those aren't comfortable, but I can either see them as a threat or I can see them as, okay, hold on. What is this revealing about me? What if I'm wrong in the way I'm thinking of this? What if, what if I challenge that and I start looking at it as, okay, hold on. This is a chance for me to expand more of me, to develop more of me. Maybe there's a part of me that hasn't even been born yet. Mm, and that could lead exactly. to a whole different area. I wrote down the word evolution. I just think that we need to remember that we evolve yep. as not just a species, but we evolve as individuals. Yeah. And I know that in my lifetime, in the almost 50 years that I've been alive, I have watched the political pendulum swing oh, back always. and forth and back and forth. And I have to say that I think that it's a healthy thing for a person to allow themselves to evolve from a political perspective, because you know, when you look at the various people running, you may not always totally align yourself with a specific party because of the person who stepped into the leadership role of that party or whatever. Right. We always have to leave room for ourselves to evolve right. and for our loved ones to evolve. <laughs> and that evolution process may not happen at the exact same rate or at the exact yeah. same moment. I'm sorry. I just, I just had the thought of when you're talking about have to have allow room for things to evolve. 
think back that this is a challenge to our listeners. Think back to the hairstyle and the dress you had in the eighties. In the early <laughs> I thought you were 70s. We can even go back to the 70s. I'm just thinking of parachute pants, MC Hammer, you know, <laughs> all of that stuff, which I, I guarantee golf, I guarantee that's going to come back around because that's what fashion does. You know, that's that uh-huh. whole whatever you're whatever you have now that's in trend. Hold it because your kids are going to want it when they're around Bell your age because it's going to come and, back. Mm-hmm. But that's what we do as people. It's we swing back and forth in the sense of. Okay, hold on. What about this? I'm going to try that on. No, what about this? I always just think of it as adults are really just a little bit more sophisticated middle schoolers a lot of times. Then we just, middle schoolers are just awkward and they put it out there and they're unashamed. We just have, we have a little more shame with our awkwardness, but we're still just trying (laughs) things on a lot of time. We're still just, I'm not sure how I think about that, but I'm just going to go with the flow here, or I'm not sure how I think about that, but I'm just going to. Well, and our thoughts are based on what we've heard other people say, whether that's the news or the newspapers or or friends or family, there's nothing new under the sun. And there's two different ways to look at every social issue and every political rant. Um, But you know what, Corey, as I wrote down the word evolution, you know what struck me about that word and how it's spelled? How's that? If you split it basically down the middle, the first four letters backward is L-O-V-E. Oh, dun, dun, dun. I, and I think that it's very important that, yeah. that we acknowledge that allowing other people to evolve in their views and allowing ourselves to evolve in our views and accepting that we're not going to be on the same page all the time with everybody. You can't please all the people all the time is an act of love. Yeah. Letting other people have their own thoughts, their own feelings, and their own voice. Right. And not taking it personally if it doesn't totally align with your thoughts right. and your words and your voice. All right. Um, and you know what, Corey? I think yeah. that we also have to apply this concept to when there's a spiritual difference in the household. There's a lot of times that couples, you know, whether it's one's a Christian and, and one's not, or one's a Baptist and one's a Catholic, or I mean, you've got all kinds of different spiritual right paradigms that could be in combination with one another and that can create some huge sparks i know people who have gotten divorced over the fact that you know one was uh you know i, I better not go there you get the idea <laughs> i got you i got you get the you. idea is, yep. is that one was deeply entrenched in their views and the other was deeply entrenched in theirs and those two mixed about as well as oil and water right and and so you know what do you say to the folks who it's, it's deep in their core values that they differ with their spouse. How can okay. a marriage survive when their core values are so different, but yet they work together in so many other great ways? And it, okay, so it's so interesting because this analogy comes from the old show. It's not, I don't know if it's actually old, but Pam and I are big fans of The West Wing. Okay. And every so often, we'll, we'll, every so often we'll binge that whole series. You know, it's like yeah. seven seasons. And so we're in the middle of watching it now. And on one of the episodes, the president is is Catholic, and so Toby, the speech guy, is having a child out of wedlock, and so he was reluctant to tell the president because he was threatened by the president's Catholicism. And he says it mm. like that: I, "I was threatened by your Catholicism." And I love the president's response because he, you know, President Bartlett, because this isn't the actual, it's not Obama or Trump or anything. Actually, it's, it's just a show. He says. Toby, my Catholicism works for me. That's why I do it. It's not. It's not about does it work for you. It works for me. That's what it makes there sense. You go. And I think that's what we do with our values. Is 
If, if you want your kids or you want your spouse to adopt your values, all you can do is live them. You cannot force them down their throat. You cannot make them do certain things based on values. It's, you got to live them and you got to see and give them freedom to choose it. Right. And the harder you try to shove that down their yep. throat, the more they're going to resist it as yep. poison. That's human nature. Anything yep. that is forced upon you, you will resist. Because I just look at it as how do I have an opportunity in the difference between us? Do I have an opportunity to act like a grown up <laughs> or not? That's because that's I'm listening to you talk about how do we navigate some of these different things? Because there was a friend I came across that was uh, a networking uh, partner of my wife for a while and some of the networking groups you do for business. Mm-hmm. And I went and had dinner with him or, or lunch with him one day and we're talking and it was fascinating because here he is, he's got, he's divorced. He's with another woman who has a child and his, that, uh, the, the other child's father, all, all of the adults in there parent, all of the kids. It's like, there's all kinds of times where his ex-wife who's now married again will say, Hey, can you pick up, you know, Johnny? And then he'll come over to this other house and, and all the friends are like, how do you do that? And I love it. His response is, cause we're all grownups. I mean, <laughs> come on. How, yeah, we had differences and yeah, we don't, we're no longer together in that capacity, but we, we care about our children the same. We have that, we, we can join here. And I think that's how you navigate some of these dichotomies, because if you're talking about a political difference in a marriage, Okay, if you got kids involved, this isn't about I want to make sure they adopt my political stance or I want to make sure this is about are you looking out for their well-being and letting them become fully functioning humans when they leave your home? Isn't that what we wanted our parents to do with us when yep. we developed our own ideas that yep. were different from theirs? Yeah, just let Every me choose Every generation is going to have different views than the generation yep. before them. Yep. There's no way around that. That is the pendulum swing in action. Um, what do you think about the expression live and let live? Is um, that a good mantra to go by? It, well, I think on sometimes where you have to just throw up your hands and finally just say, you know what, what am I fighting about? What am I arguing about? Why, why do I have a difference here? Because yeah. I don't know that, that cause that's interesting. Cause I've had, I've had times where I've been in groups where there is differing opinions and some of them get mm-hmm. pretty deep, but it's still, mm-hmm. how do I keep focus on what binds us together? What keeps mm-hmm. us uh, together? Because in my world, and, and you and I have been unashamed of our Christian worldview and our spirituality mm-hmm. that we have of just how we live life. Mm-hmm. And if you're new to Sexy Marriage Radio and this is your first episode, welcome, <laughs> because <laughs> this is one's a little different than what we normally, where we normally go, but it does fit. But Shannon and I aren't married to each other, so we represent different, different relationships. And one of the things that's interesting, my neighbor was one of the guys— that he was Fox News 24-7. He was, he was so into this. This is years ago, and he and I were having a conversation about this several years ago. And I love it because he found himself just getting consumed with things that, oh, you know, they matter, but in, when you're talking about on a spiritual plane, they don't matter. And so, Right. When you're looking from an internal perspective, right. so who a, our president is for these four years right. is not— our, a, friend, yeah. a friend pulled him aside, and he said, you know what, man? How many people have been brought to salvation because of a president? Mm. And immediately he's like, that's Jesus's job. You know, that's not the president's <laughs> job. And after Jesus has done his job, which he already has, 
It's now our job. It's individual. Right. Right. So right. it's just kind of it totally shifted it for him to where it's like, okay, that binds us more. That's what that's what holds us together. Right. When I would take that even a step further in relation to the spiritual differences conversation, yes. of you have to remember it, you are not your spouse's Holy Spirit. <laughs> it is not your job to evangelize to your spouse or force right. faith on them. That's something that can only be internally driven in connection with the God of the universe that right. inspires that sort of thing. Right. You can be a, you're a, probably a more effective conduit for that sort of thing to happen. If you're more lax in your approach, not lax, but relaxed in your approach of just, I'm willing to dialogue, but I am not going to bring this up constantly. Right. And I'm certainly not going to shove it well, down this, your throat. This goes back to what we just talked about is when I, when I am faced with differences in a conversation or in my family, I, I am then presented with more opportunities to show love, to be mm-hmm. love. That's what we're called to be. In my belief, when I read the scriptures, that's what it tells the believers are supposed to do. Right. Love, love first. Exactly. You know, exactly. how, how do you love? How do you help somebody's needs? How do you meet a need? How do you, how do you, I mean, that's where you see those different commercials that are from uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I believe, that, you know, the, a referee that called the, the horrible play, called the dude out of bounds, and then as they're driving home with the kid that was called out of bounds, the referee broke down and they give him a ride home, you know, and it's mm-hmm. that whole, oh, I don't like this guy right now, but move over, we're helping him. You know, and right. Like, There's a higher calling. Absolutely. Because we're all human here. and we all need assistance at times in our life. And we all want to know we're not alone. It, and isn't showing love really all about making differences for opinion? Yes. You have to expect that there will be differences. Of yeah. Opinion. Make room for them. Allow them. And celebrate that. Celebrate the fact that we live in a country where we can all have our own thoughts and opinions and, and okay, serve society so, the way that we feel is best. So let me bring this back to the home (laughs) because I'm just thinking of it and this goes to men or or women do you want to have sex with somebody that is not different than you (laughs) right I don't want to have sex with myself I've got ample opportunity for that and I don't want to do that (laughs) you can do that anytime you want (laughs) that ultimately becomes very boring yes I want to have sex with somebody that's different than me with energy right in my case i and want a woman energy right. like like you know, the the positive negulator and the negative positive connecting together you know those polar opposites yep. with energy and yep. magnets and it, it works yep. you can make it work so it's i think it's important to recognize what i'm striving for is somebody different than me so how am i letting some of those things really become a threat and push me away when in fact they probably could give me opportunities to stand up and get closer yes because that's yes. what this is all about. Wow. I'm glad we had this conversation. I hope our listeners are too. I too. This has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Let us know what you think. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We'll see you next time. We love you for listening. Bye.